Thanks for listening and welcome to the CoachMaze.com podcast, where high school basketball coaches can turn to find that one takeaway to add to their already successful programs. Like you, I'm a high school coach, so let me know on Twitter at Coach J. Mays what your takeaway from today's talk was. Hey coaches, I think you're going to enjoy this week's Coach Mays Minute. For almost two decades, I was a college basketball coach every year except one of those. I was an assistant coach, and that one year I was an interim head coach. So recruiting was my main job, my main focus. It was the lifeblood of of our programs. It's the lifeblood of any college program for that matter. And now that I'm a high school coach, I, I sort of look back and look at college basketball with a different lens, so to speak. In this Coach May's Minute today, you're going to see just how many players at the Division One level entered the transfer portal after the 2018-2019 season. And my point of today's message is to, you know, as high school coaches, we've got to take some responsibility of making sure that our players that are talented enough to play at the next level use wise decision-making skills. They use wisdom. They understand discernment. They uh, seek the proper advisors in helping them make those decisions. Um, the metrics, the filters that they're using, it, it's too material. Uh, as they say in the message, they're looking for cupcakes with sprinkles, and they need to be looking for meat and potatoes instead. So um, that's today's talk, and uh, I hope you find a nugget. Again, the goal is uh, to give you that one takeaway to make your high school program better tomorrow than it was today. I think you're going to find that today. Coaches, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CoachMaze.com podcast. If you're looking for more great basketball content, please check out these other shows on the Hoopheads Pod Network. Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball with Eric Klump and Justin Gerstung, Cavalier Central with Justin Matcham, and our flagship, the Hoopheads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and Jason Sunkel. Hello, welcome to the CoachMaze.com podcast, the Coach Maze Minute for the week of August 17, 2020. What if I told you that by the end of the 2018-2019 college basketball season, there were over a thousand names in the NCAA transfer portal, a thousand and sixty-six to be exact. Half of those one thousand and sixty-six players went to another Division I school. Twenty-five percent went to a Division II school, and 25% went to an NAI or a junior college. So, again, 2018-2019, that college basketball season, when it was concluded, there were 1,066 Division I basketball players in the transfer portal. And again, half went to another Division I school, a quarter went to a Division II school, and another quarter went to either NAI or a JUCO. 17% transferred up to a Power 5 conference school, but only 17%. 32% were grad transfers. And not to get bogged down in the numbers, but one of the interesting um, things about the grad transfers is a third of the grad transfers after the 18-19 season transferred from a Division 2 or Division 3 to a Division 1. They transferred up. In 2018, there were 93 Division I basketball teams that had one transfer, only one, depart their program. In 2018, 90 teams had two transfers leave their program. 
Same year, 58 teams had three transfers leave their program. There were 29 teams that had four players that decided to transfer from their program. And again, in 2018, there were 23 teams that had five players that decided to leave their program. Many people think this is because of coaching changes. And as I don't think it's the main reason, I do think it is a reason. Between 2012 and 2018, 25 Division I teams had 20 or more transfers. So again, between the six, in the six years between the 12 season and the 18 season, there were 25 Division I teams that had 20-plus transfers. Of those 25 teams, 22 of them had at least one coaching change. I think that's telling. University of North Carolina is the only program during that same six-year span from 2012 to 2018 not to have a player transfer from their team. Again, UNC, Chapel Hill, is the only program from 2012 to 2018 not to have a player leave their team. Iona and Cal State Northridge had the most incoming transfers during the same time, from 2012 to 2018. Both Iona and Cal State Northridge had 16 transfers each transfer into their programs. One of the interesting stats about schools that accept transfers is that uh, in this span that we're talking about from 2012 to 2018, uh, the Division I schools that had 11 or more transfers come into their program. So during that six-year span, the schools that had 11 or more transfers come into their program had a winning percentage on average of 40%, below 500. Also interesting is Stanford, Army, West Point, Navy, Annapolis, and the Ivy League schools are among 29 schools at the Division I level that did not have one transfer from 2012 to 2018. The transfer departure rate for the Ivy League is the lowest among all NCAA Division I conferences at 0.89, less than 1%. Here's my thoughts. The filters young people are using to make college decisions is faulty. I know that when I was in college as a student, every day of the preseason, the season, the postseason, it was a grind. Nothing was given. Everything was earned. The grind in any endeavor in basketball, outside of basketball, in any endeavor. The grind is never fun. Anybody that tells you it is, is lying to you because it's hard work. It's excruciating. It's painful. It's tiring. It's not cupcakes with sprinkles. The problem is when kids are making their decision, they only look for cupcakes that have sprinkles. Little do they know that they should be looking for meat and potatoes. Pardon the food analogy. But the meat and potatoes is really what matters. Any recent college graduate, student athlete will tell you that. I tell our kids as a high school coach to go to a school, go to a basketball program where your teammates will be groomsmen in your wedding one day. The only thing that keeps a player from transferring when the going gets tough is that they are not alone. They are sharing those experiences with their teammates. Those shared experience, those shared experiences lead to lifelong friendships, the kind of friendships that you ask a former teammate to be in your wedding. I know that sounds silly, but I think it rings true. I'm always trying to ensure that our high school program at Ashland Blazer in Ashland, Kentucky is not a what's next high school basketball program, but a what's now program. Again, I'll say that again. 
I don't want to have a what's ne- a what's next high school basketball program. I want a what's now program. Here's what I mean by that. Hopefully the players in our high school program will learn to value the hard, slow, and methodical process of winning. Therefore, they will look for those similar traits in a college program they consider. If all I did was promote why I could why a kid should play hard as it's well you'll get a scholarship or instruct my kids that the reason they should strength train hard in the offseason is you want that D1 body. They will look for a program that continues to cater to them or fits them. But if we are continually coaching our kids that they fight for not what's in front of them, college scholarships, recruiting, um, et cetera, et cetera, but rather they compete and fight for who is behind them, their teammates. They will hopefully make a mature college choice based on where they are looking for the right fit for that program. Let me say that again. But if we are continually coaching our kids that they fight not for what's in front of them, college scholarships, recruiting exposure, etc., but rather they compete and fight for who is behind them, their teammates. Don't fight for what's in front of you. Fight for who's behind you. They will hopefully have a mature college choice based on where they are the right fit for the program. Not does the program fit them, but are they the right fit for the program? I think that's a, a, a big point to consider. Lastly, we need to continuously remind our kids that Level is temporary. The level that you play at, it's temporary. When you're 40 years old, you're not going to really remember the ins and outs of your level of play. You may hunt the Division I offer, but you should realize that there are meaningful, lifelong friendships that develop at non-Division I programs where you would be happy. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't play against the best competition if you're one of those competitors and you're as talented uh, as those players are. Sure, that's probably where you should be playing. But not to even consider a program like Northwest Missouri State, a program like Lincoln Memorial University, some of the top Division II programs in the country. Not to even consider them is is crazy. Where I used to coach at Valdosta State, that's a mid-major campus. That's a mid, mid-major facility. There's great people there. It's a great climate. It's a great place to live. Not to consider a place like that just because it's not Division I, I think you cheat yourself. Happiness being defined as not getting what you want as much as wanting what you get leads us to think this. When the student athlete is 40 years old one day, the level they played college basketball at will be far less important than who they played college basketball with. As high school coaches, guys, we have got to start talking to our kids about this type of mindset, especially the ones who are talented enough to play at the next level, the next level being any level of college basketball. We've got to do our part to make sure that the filters, the metrics that these kids are using are more true, more what really matters based, if you will. We've got to guide them. We've got to mentor them. We've got to do our role to cut down on the transfers in college basketball. Thanks for listening to the Coach Mays Minute. Um, again, the goal is always for you high school coaches to find one takeaway that will help make your program better tomorrow than it was today. I hope that occurred tonight. And if you have any questions, you want to hit me up and just talk some ball, you can do so on Twitter two ways, at Coach Mays Pod or at Coach J Mays. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the CoachMaze.com podcast.